Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week we're looking at the strange objects being shot down in the American skies. Unless you've been living under a rock, I'm sure you have seen the recent news with strange objects being spotted and then shot down in American skies. A few weeks ago, the US military shot down a series of flying objects in the skies above America. Not only are officials unaware what they are, they're unsure on how they can even fly in the first place. The objects are large, white, round spheres. The first one was thought to be a surveillance balloon sent by China, but the Chinese government have denied this. The first three objects have been very balloon-like and have been filled with gas. But US Northern Command Commander General Glenn Van Herc has said he wants them referred to as objects for a reason. He said he's ruling out no explanations, including extraterrestrials. Later in the show, we'll be speaking to author and UFO expert Jason Gleaves as we discuss more on what's happening in American skies. So, what has been happening in the last month? On January the 28th, the US became aware of a large balloon floating high above the country, above normal flight levels. On February the 4th, American government officials made the decision to shoot down this particular balloon. It had been up there for a few days and the government became concerned that it was being used to spy on them by the Chinese government. But as we said before, the Chinese government denies this. They claimed it was a weathering monitor device that had blown astray and it had been made and launched by the Chinese government. There have been arguments over this incident. The balloon was recovered a few days later and handed over to the FBI for analysis. On February the 3rd, the US Department of Defense said it had detected another Chinese balloon floating over South America. The balloon puzzled analysts and the Pentagon, who pointed out that any information a spy balloon could have required, could have also been gained by a much further away and harder to detect satellite. 
On February the 9th, the US declassified intelligence on balloons that said a fleet of balloons had floated over more than 40 countries. And it's also said that it wasn't the first time that a balloon had been detected over the US, with four previous occurrences logged. These previous instances had either been detected too late or they'd been unsure on how to take action. China also said the same had been found in their airspace. And I've also heard recently that we've seen some unidentified flying objects over the UK. So since the first balloon was shot down on February the 3rd, three more aircraft have been destroyed by the US Air Force. On February the 10th, one was shot down over Alaska, flying at 40,000 feet, much lower than the original balloon and in range of commercial aircraft. On February the 11th, one was shot down over Canada, with Canadian permission, of course. And on February the 12th, a final was shot down over Lake Huron in Michigan. John Kirby, White House National Security Council spokesman, said the object was about the size of a car, which was smaller than the Chinese balloon that was described as the size of three school buses. Mr Kirby said it wasn't yet known who owned the object and he did not say that it was a balloon. Officials also couldn't say if there was any surveillance equipment on it and didn't know where it came from or what its purpose was. Since then, the US has been adjusting its radar to find slow-moving flying objects. They were previously attuned to finding fast-moving satellites, missiles and planes. US officials acknowledged even with the adjustments, they are hard to find, even for the world's most sophisticated military. General Van Herk said what makes them really hard to detect and track is their size and potentially the shape. Describing them as very, very small objects that produce a very, very low radar cross-section. The revelation about these newfound objects floating over the US has led to the military going back and investigating all previous recent UFO sightings. A report from the Office of the Director of National Intelligence issued last month cited 366 additional sightings, mostly things like balloons, drones, birds or airborne clutter. But 171 remained officially unexplained. Still, Ronald Moultrie, Undersecretary of Defence for Intelligence and Security, told reporters in December that he had not seen anything in the files to indicate intelligent alien life. Now, we asked some of you on Discord what you thought about all of this, and user Jake, the Joker, said, I believe that it's warfare tactics similar to spy ships coming in close enough to large carrier ships such as HMS Queen Elizabeth to take surveillance photos to show the QE that if the ship wanted to, it could easily score a direct hit. I think this is an invader such as the Communist Party of China or Putin's Russia trying to show a bit of aggression to see how the American military would react to the launching of something more dangerous than a spy balloon, such as a fully locked loaded and live nuclear weapon of some sort aimed directly at the States. I'm not saying that a launch such as this will happen. I just think that this uh, is one of their biggest neighbours, rivals, trying to show dominance, basically political military point scoring. Absolutely, uh, you know, possibility. Like I say, anything is possible. It's flipping frightening. That's what it is, uh, Jake. But thank you so much for that. Now, something's definitely not adding up, is it here at all? Yes, it's most likely China being nosy, but maybe, just maybe, it's not just them. 
What if these objects are from an unknown source? I think that we're going to start seeing more and more strange objects in our skies and waters, and I don't believe they're all from another spying country. Now, I recently spoke to a friend of mine who believes that the world is going to be exposed to a huge hoax. Stay with me on this. He believes that this will be a massive hologram of an alien craft made by our powers, our governments, and that's going to be used to keep us scared and under control. Also, I was listening to the Russell Brand um uh, podcasts. And it was interesting what he was saying about these uh, balloons. Uh, you know, same thing, you know, could it be UFOs? Could it be uh, a spy uh, craft? Um, and something interesting, again, he was saying that, you know, whilst, uh, you know, we need to be keeping uh, the humans on the ground sort of distracted. And what can we do? Oh, I know, let's scare them to death by putting some either alien flying craft up in the skies. Ooh, the aliens are coming. Or, you know, you say, no, it's, it's, a, it's a country and they're spying on us. This could be the beginning of World War Three. We're all terrified. We're all like, oh. And so, of course, we then heavily rely on our governments. Oh, we're going to listen to you because you know what you're talking about. That type of thing. So that's another theory. It's all really there. It's all been planned. It's just to make us scared, the little sheeple that we are, and to keep us all under control. Maybe so. But I have to say, anything is possible. So what you have to do now as paranormal family is we've got to keep our eyes glued to the skies. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to get my night vision camera out. Glenn, my lovely friend, Glenn Hunt, uh, told me to do this. And I think it's really good because he's really into UFOs. And he said, get a night vision camera out and just look at the night sky. And you'll be amazed at some of the activity that you might capture. Now, stay tuned after our listener story to hear from UFO expert and author Jason Gleaves as we discuss the strange activity over the American skies. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi. 
I'm Tally and I'm getting married in 2024, but I don't want to get sucked into feeling like I have to change everything about myself in the lead up to the big day. As soon as I got engaged, I felt like there was this extra pressure to change my body and try to look perfect. So I wanted to create the Anti-Diet Bride podcast to talk about it, because shouldn't your wedding be about celebrating your marriage and not about the size of your waist? So join me chatting to fellow brides, wedding industry experts, and even my fiance as we navigate this roller coaster planning process. Come and join the bridal party. Listen on the first Wednesday of every month on the Train Happy podcast feed, and it's available wherever you get your podcast from. Welcome back. This week's story is from Rowan, who shares one of the most unexplainable experiences from his life. Hi, Yvette. I'm a longtime fan of Most Haunted. I've been following from the beginning and my partner and I recently found your podcast and we've been absolutely loving it. Um, We recently listened to the Ancient Civilizations one and wow, that's absolutely mind blowing. Um, And we've been watching uh, ancient apocalypse as well on netflix and it's like all of the all of the things are coming into place um and yeah a lot of it is making sense to us it really makes sense that we were made made by something or that there was a civilization before us uh on the planet that made the pyramids and the amazing temples and things i've had a lot of experiences um growing up especially as my dad is um sensitive as well so i've been learning to tap into a lot of that as i've um, grown up and now i'm 31 i definitely feel a lot more open to the spiritual world and i've definitely seen some ghosts so this one story i wanted to share with you is sort of the one that's chilled me the most really uh and the most unexplainable to me um so i was it was a couple of years ago pre pre pandemic i was staying in london with some friends and um we had hired an airbnb just for the night and i was planning to go home on the saturday morning um and we were all quite um tired from from a really long day and we were all having a nice time uh in this um it was sort of like uh, an attic kind of flat i'll try and explain the layout because that will become important it was some stairs straight up and then there were bedrooms off in a, a little corridor and then the main room was an attic sloped roof with two skylights and in that room was a bed um a dining room table but it was kind of like um yeah just kind of like a a cheap table not not particularly anything fancy and then um there was also the kitchen there as well so it was a bit of a strange layout so uh me and my friends were sitting around there and we just um i think we'd had a a couple of drinks but nothing nothing crazy uh and, and my friend was sitting on the bed and we were just we were just kind of having a nice time and then they decided right, that they go to bed and I was sleeping in that room in that dining room kitchen. Yeah, it was a bit strange because it was a strange layout sort of sleeping in the kitchen. Um, but anyway, um, turn the turn the light off and everything and I was lying in bed and I remember having my phone quite close to me um, and I just kind of put it to one side and tried to go to sleep. 
Uh, it was really, really dark in that room, even though I could see the sky through the skylight. So that was quite strange. But I suddenly got the sense of something was in the room with me. As I was lying in bed, it was on, it was to the right of me, and it was so there was like a dark shape. And I remember being terrified at the time, and I've never been terrified by spirits before. So I actually put the covers over my face, thinking, please, please, I really don't want to see, I don't want to see anything. And I finally reached over uh, to my to my phone and uh, was about to turn the light on on it. And I felt a little bit braver, and I just had a peek. And in the corner, for just a split second, I saw a creature hunched over and I don't really believe in devils or demons. So when I saw this, it was a stereotypical image of a fawn-like demon. I can still see it when I think of it now. I can see the face, the long face with the goatee beard, with the two horns and hunched over and the fawn legs i can see the hair on the legs it was brown i can see the the the, the sort of like the deer like hoofed feet and it was just glaring at me glowering at me and i again was terrified it was a split second i saw it i pulled the duvet cover over my face and i was just like nope nope not looking at that i don't want to see that i definitely wasn't asleep i was very much awake i was really tired and i was fed up and i didn't like it and i remember very specifically just whilst i had my head under the covers just telling it to to go away but i used stronger words than that <laughs> Um, and after I'd said that, I felt like it had gone and I looked and it had gone. So I'm, I'm so glad that I, you know, I plucked up the courage to, to tell it to go away, but I've never seen that before and I've never had sleep paralysis or anything like that. And so I wondered what you thought of it, because I know that that, that image, a lot, quite, I feel like quite a lot of people see that kind of thing when they're having a sleep paralysis moment. Um, but I've never experienced sleep paralysis um, in my life. So, um, yeah, I'd love to know what you think of that. And, yeah, please continue to do your podcast because it's absolutely amazing and we are loving it so much. Thank you, Rowan, so much for your voice note. And I'm chuffed to bits that you're enjoying the show. Well, what is it about attics and cellars? I talked about this not long ago, and I've had some of the most frightening experiences in these spaces when investigating a haunted location. And as I said before, it's all down to energy and what has occurred in these spaces in the past. Now, it sounds to me like you were suffering from some sort of sleep paralysis. And many people, as you said, have seen these demonic creatures. Some people have had them sitting on top of them, unable to shake the demon off the bed. So are they real or just a figment of our imaginations? Well, when the right temporal lobe of the brain becomes exerted in our sleep, that's when we can see things whilst we are in what we believe to be an awakened state. Our brain is screening out an image of something that's really, really scary that you believe is really in the room with you. Or could it have been a real demon? Possibly a succubus, which is a female demon that comes to men in their dreams to seduce them. And of course, there's the incubus, a male demon that seduces a woman whilst she sleeps. Now, this 
phenomena has been reported millions of times and with some very scary details to accompany the experience. And if you're interested in more info on demons, then check out a previous show where I talk about them in more detail. Now, I know if I'd been in that room with you, Rowan, I wouldn't have put my head under the covers. I would have screamed my head off and ran out of there as quickly as my little fat hairy legs could carry me. My thinking is that this is most possibly some kind of sleep paralysis. I wonder, though, if anyone else in that Airbnb has had a similar occurrence. If so, then we are dealing with a malevolent spirit in that house. Oh, I'm excited. See if you can find out for me and come back. Now, let's move away from demons and back to these strange UFOs as we welcome author and expert Jason Gleaves. I am so excited. Anything to do, well, especially at this moment in time, a UFO expert, Jason Gleaves, he joins me now. He's an author and a podcaster, and the podcast is called That UFO Podcast. You can't forget that, can you? His latest book is entitled UFO Encounters, uh, which you can get from, um, I would imagine, most uh, bookstores, but um, it is available from Amazon. Welcome, Jason Gleaves to the show. Very excited to have you on. Hi there. It's it's a pleasure to be on the show. Tell me, what's been going through your mind with all these balloons? Yeah, well, it's not a new thing that's been happening. There's been balloons sighted, you know, an an awful long time um, over there. But there's an awful lot of speculation over the, 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 the accounts and sightings that have happened especially in the ufology community. So what, what comes to your mind? Like me, I just went up the first one. I thought, oh, oh God, you know, it's China. They're spying on us type thing. Um, but then when the yeah. second and third and fourth was like, what's going <laughs> on? You know, it, could it possibly be uh, UFOs or is it the government, you know, the government sort of doing things that we're unaware of and trying to hide it? Yeah, of course, it, it could be, you know, extraterrestrial in origin. I mean, you can't take that out of the equation. But, you know, if you look at the facts that we've got, you know, I think the first one was the, the 9th of February. That was a balloon object that was um, shot down South Carolina. Uh, the second one we've got information on was the 10th of Feb, day after. And that was an object that was shot down at 40,000 feet over Alaska. So we're talking a big, big area at all. Uh, the 11th of Feb, again, the next day, uh, American military aircraft shot down an unidentified object over Canada. Um, and then the 12th, again, which again, with people are probably talking about where the unexplained comes in a little bit more, is probably the uh, US pilots, again, shooting down an uh, octon orb-shaped object, which is spotted at about 20,000 feet over Lake Huron near Michigan in the United States. So, you know, I get an awful lot of people contacting me with sightings of orbs and obviously different types of, you know, UFOs that they see. So this comes under the orb-shaped object. And again, you can't rule out what they are because basically because of the U.S. government not coming forward with information. So what did, I mean, obviously the first one, um, you know, I do believe that to be a balloon. Mm. Um, 
And, you know, I mean, there's pictures, aren't there, of the sort of allegedly the FBI looking at it and it just looks sort of like, you know, a load of white material sort of hung over, you know, on a few railings and they're having a, they're having a yeah. look at it. But then when you go right back to Roswell, you know, allegedly that was a leather balloon, wasn't it? You know, and then, of course, there was all the fuss and all the conspiracy around, was it really, wasn't it, blah, 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 all of that. Are we looking at something similar here? You know, and also another question was, was with um, alien tech, you would have thought there'd be a little bit more an advanced rather than using sort of material, you know. Um, so that's my theory. But the last one, that is what is intriguing me. You describe it as, as sort of like an orb shape. Do we know exactly how large it was? Uh, well, people are describing it to be the size of a bus. So if you're going to put it in comparison to size of, you know, a bus, uh, a truck, you know, that sort of a size, which is obviously huge. But the the pilots that again that they've who actually come forward, you know, and mentioned what they have about it, they they're sort of saying they didn't recognise what it was. And and again, you've got to realise any pilots, worldwide civilian or military, you know, they're they're probably the best for uh, observation. You know, part of their job they have to know. So. For them to actually say they didn't actually know what it was, but again, just speculation. It seems to open up more and more questions. Mm, and I think you're absolutely right. As soon as you hear, you know, military personnel saying, actually, I can't tell you what it was. I've, I've never seen anything like it. That always gets me. These military personnel are describing and these things that they've never seen before, but how they're not getting any backup from the military and they're not getting any backup from the government. So it's almost like, shush, shush, you, you, you imagined it and all of that. You know, I think there's lots of military personnel that are actually too flipping frightened to actually say what they really think it is. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, I'm ex-Air Force myself, but again, you know, things are not spoken about. And, you know, there was an incident I ha had at RAF Cosford in the early 90s where a huge triangle-shaped craft came down over the base there. Um, and then it was seen at a nearby uh, another RAF base, RAF Shawbury, where the on-duty on air traffic controller, you know, saw the, an object of similar description come over the base. Um, you know, and that's all on the internet, but it wasn't spoken about, just like you've just said there. Military are generally a closed shop when it comes to this sort of thing, you know. But, you know, when they actually start to shoot these things down, it becomes the narrative, you know, they actually going to actually start shooting other things down, the same things. You know, now you've got sort of as, as many facts as we all have, but your years of experience looking at UFOs, you know, and writing all these these books. And, and you also have just done one, it was the first book that you had published, which was where you were looking at UFOs but and pictures of them, but you were analysing the pictures, weren't you? I mean, I, I think that's fantastic. You were analysing them for people that had taken them. Yeah. And in that, within within that, you know, you, you're so experienced. So when you are looking at, at this and and the fact that these these pilots are saying we've, we don't know what it is, I mean, what is your sort of shooting for the hip? What's your initial thought? I, I looked at the information like everybody else it come through the same thing it's in the it's in the media so people are seeing it more than than we would actually see in the community you know where we get things passed around and i initially like yourself thought you know it, it's a balloon the chinese balloon 
coming over and it's it's again there are plentiful of these balloons coming over they've never shut them down before this is a new thing i must admit um and it sets a bit of a precedent that you know are they going to shoot them all down do they think they're more of a um a threat to aircraft because obviously they get in the intakes of aircraft they're going to bring down civilian or military aircraft the same so that's going to be a danger to everybody i i initially do think it's balloons and, and things like that and especially the way the senators are coming out now who are actually saying you know the information they've been given in their meetings you know 99 percent of it could be you know told to the u.s public as a whole there's obviously a small, you know, degree of um, information that they can't bring forward. But again, you know, we have to look again, you know, it's been tagged as a UFO, you know, and we've got to realise UFO stands for Unidentified Flying Object. That's exact, exactly what they are. Until they're identified, they're going to stay a UFO. I love the fact that, you know, in the past two years, I suppose, maybe three years, weirdly at the same time as the pandemic, if you cast your mind back, I mean, you'll know this, we've had more sightings um, that have been made public. And of course, we've got the internet now. We're all sharing stuff, aren't we? You know, we're we're pointing our phones and our cameras to the skies. Um, And more people have become more, well, obsessed with unidentified flying phenomena up, up in the skies. And and to me, that's, I think it's really interesting, especially with the governments admitting, you know, releasing all their files and admitting, yes, you know, we have, uh, you know, information on unidentified flying objects. I just think it's it's wonderful. And I just think, where is this heading? You know, like I said, I've, I've just said in, um, in the show that a close friend of mine believes that the next big thing to keep us all in line is to actually a, a, a huge hole hologram of an alien spacecraft, and many of them are going to be put up in the skies just to scare us to death. And I'm not saying Russell Brand said that, but he was along the same lines of, is this just a way to sort of, what's the next big thing? UFOs, you know, spy balloons, it's all just to scare us, you know, <laughs> are aliens coming to get us? Oh my God, you know, uh, it's a way to keep the sheeple under control. What do you think to that? Yeah, it's it's definitely a sort of control measure. Um, again, like you've said before, your friend saying about um, uh, holograms in the sky, etc. We, we've got to look back. There was a, a Dr. Carolyn uh, Rosin. Uh, you know, she's a scientist for NASA right the way through. And she first came across uh, Dr. Van Braun, who was the scientist, the Nazi scientist that came across and basically set up the Apollo program. And he actually said to her, not not long before he actually passed away, he said, you know, going through the different stages of what was going to happen, there's going to be threats of meteorites, there's going to be threats of whatever, you know, leading up. And one of the threats he actually said to her was a, a false invasion uh, through UFOs. Now, again, just like you've said there, you know, that is a good possibility All this sort of thing coming out in the press, you know, the national media, it's a drip feed effect. You know, you say UFO enough times, people are going to actually take it on board and it becomes normal to everybody. But, you know, again, it's that narrative of, you know, in the background and people going on about disclosure and everything, uh, you know, and I always say, 
a lot of people ask me that question about disclosure and I always say to people disclosure has already happened just through the mere fact of images and footage that we've actually got of you know beings and craft etc you know you only have to look at the you know my page that I've got on there the information there so it's just part of the drip feed effect of you know bringing this forward so people eventually it's the normal thing to talk about ufos it's amazing how times have changed you know i mean when the ufo was first mentioned you know if you talked about it you were sort of looked at like well you go and sit over there with the strange people uh you know i would already be sat there um you know it, it, you know have you got your silver have you got your your uh your tinfoil tin hat, hat on. Yeah, yeah yeah and but now you're absolutely right it's becoming more oh, look, you know, there's something in the sky. It's exciting as well, isn't it? It's like, oh, gosh, you know, you know, where, where's this going? I, I do feel that this is, this is heading somewhere. And I feel that the governments are, are sort of pushing us purposely. And they have been. They've been pushing us for a couple of years now. Well, let's go off in this direction here and lead you by the nose and, and see what happens. You know, and I really do believe, I mean, obviously, I, I take it that you do believe in extraterrestrial life and that we have been visited or are being visited. I take it that you are. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I go back. My first sighting was with my sister in Liverpool when I was age seven years old. Uh, and it was an entry where my relatives lived right near the race course, actually on Melling Road. And um, we were looking house, sitting in a house, and we both witnessed a silver disc-shaped object hovering outside the window, and then it took off at high velocity, and we just carried on like it, nothing had ever happened. And then going right through my life, there's things that have happened, and then into my military career, other things missing time, and, you know, I can go on forever and a day about things. But then obviously I could just mention about the, the RF Cosford incident, which again is all out there on the internet when the military the british mod released the um ufo papers recently you know a couple of years ago all the papers were in there where the pilots actually um, not the pilots the military personnel wrote the reports the military police about the sighting of this this triangle shaped craft in 93 over cosford and it was described at the time to be the huge the size of a battleship it was huge in size no sound to it jet black nothing we had you know to our aircraft aircraft that we had at the time so yeah it's definitely disclosure it's definitely leading everybody towards that um drip feed effect and yeah it's definitely I, yeah I'm glad you agree. And also, you know, many people say, you know, that don't believe in aliens. They'll say, oh, well, it's just different countries and they have um, invented these amazing new flying machines or submersibles that have no propulsion. They have no sound. They're just so incredibly technical. It's beyond our our imaginings. But they've, they've, the Chinese are already there. The Russians are already there. I don't buy that for one bit do you um i do and i don't um 
again, you can dis, you know d- disbelieve things because they're not out in the public. They're not out there for people to see. You're going to actually question these things, which is the, the normal thing for everybody. I mean, I only go back to the very first time um, I saw the the stealth fighter. You know, the the F seventeen A, which was again secret for so many years. The first time I ever physically saw that aircraft was during the Gulf War. It was a one of those moments it was triangular in shape it was not anything that we had so again you've got to look at the things i'm sure i'll put money on it that there are secret covert projects going on in the background and have been for many many years um and i'm sure there's anti-gravity craft that are there again we can link that to the new setup released uh, space force that you know trump has actually yes. brought out when he when he was in the space force has been there for a long time it's just been recreated for the public view i mean we've got to look back at gary mckinnon the the british um hacker who broke in to the u.s uh, military nasa records and found out that there was a secret space force already being you know used at the time so again, you know, there are an awful lot of things in the background that we can't physically see. And then again, when people see UFOs, um, again, they report these to the military and then the military have got a secret covert craft that which is in place that they're actually seeing. Again, this is the perfect cover story for the military over the years because they don't have to explain their secret craft behind the scenes. Fascinating. I love listening to you. Oh my, I could, please come. Can we do a part two and can you come back and talk about more, please? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's, <laughs> there's just, an awful lot more. Oh, there is. I know. I've just, I, I, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, it absolutely fascinates me beyond belief. I mean, there's so many places I want to go uh, and, and take a look at and investigate. And, uh, you know, it really is. And, and I love the fact that we both agree something big is coming. I don't know what it is, but I swear oh, to God, yeah. as soon as it does come, me and you are going to sit here on the show <laughs> and we're going to laugh and go, we said so, didn't we? We said so. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. This is it. I mean, I had this discussion with other ufologists and they're saying the same thing. It's going to be, I told you so. And then, but then it's going to be, people are going to be scared of obviously what's around, what's coming because it's the unknown. And again, it'll be having to reassure people, you know, about the tech and about, you know, the extraterrestrials, etc. It's just a big, big opening the can of worms, as we say, isn't it? You know, yeah. Once it's opened. Absolutely fascinating. But I would love you to come back and talk about your own experiences. I love the fact you, you know, you started off saying, you know, at seven, you saw that uh, UFO. And it's something very similar that happened to my friend Joyce. She was only a kid and she looked out of her window in Cheshire, just on a normal terrace ah. street. She saw exactly what you saw hovering uh, above the neighbor's roof and she and she didn't imagine it her and her, I think it was her and her brother saw it and it was it, it, and she mm. said I'll never forget it as long as I and you know when you know don't you you you, you just know yeah. and no one can dissuade you or say you know oh, you imagined it because you're a kid you imagined it you know no I know what I saw this, this is it and again it goes right through my family my father's ex-military the same and when he was a young boy he had a, a man in black experience where you know <gasps> a being 
manifested itself through the front door when he was a young boy. Oh, my God. Um, I want to talk to you about Men in Black. Quickly, quickly. This is fascinating because we've just done um, some bonus episodes of the Men in Black. How weird is all that? Yeah. But it's, it's, you know, it's all there. And again, if, you know, I go into the analysis side of what I do, you know, you, you talk in the electromagnetic spectrum. So the human eye can only see things in a very, very short corridor within that spectrum. And outside of what we can see with the human eye is radio waves, microwaves, infrared, ultraviolet, all of that sort of thing. And if you can actually see, this is where cameras and electrical equipment and everything can pick the UFOs up that we can't see. Mm -hmm. So it absolutely uh, blows my mind. I can't wait for you to come back on and talk more in depth about your own experiences. And uh, you you just mentioned very quickly before about losing time. And of course, that goes with abduction and so on. So So can't wait. Please, please, please come back on the show. Jason Gleaves, if you're interested uh, in, in listening to more of Jason, then please go and check out his podcast. It's called That UFO Podcast. His brand new book is out now available on Amazon called UFO Encounters. And there's loads more books as well uh, that Jason has actually written. Uh, and I'm going to order a few right now. Jason Gleaves, an absolute pleasure and uh, can't wait to speak to you again. Thanks very much. I look forward to it. Well, thank you so much for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, and a huge thanks to all our lovely listeners for sharing their paranormal stories with us. Keep up the good work. You can get in touch and share your own stories at this address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. And we are on WhatsApp. Please leave a voice note. I love it when I hear your dulcet tones talking to me. Here's the number 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram and the handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. You can stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe and remember, keep looking up at the skies. Things aren't always as they seem. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.